Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. That's hurtful, sir. What did I say? And I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. Action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinion, have not done the respect they deserve. You won't see these not films. You won't see these films on anyone's top ten list, but when we listen to our podcast, you give these films a second chance. And that's Please. why we didn't do that last time. What's that? The little speech there, we skipped it last time. Oh, did we? Did we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we wow. didn't. I did it. No. Yeah, I did. Did you? Yeah. I was sleeping. Yeah, well. <laughs> Next, this week, on the podcast. Is Elaine's pick. Did you forget the word podcast? <laughs> no, I do podcast. Elf, drawing it out for. Jeez. Is 1999's Wild Wild West. Wicka, wicka. Wow. This might have been on the worst movies of 1999's list. Definitely wasn't on the best. But when I think of this movie, I think of the Thong song. Not on, you know, that's a because Cisco mm-hmm. is in Wild Wild West song, and right around the time the Wild Wild West song came out, Thong song came out. Let me see that thong. I don't want to see anybody in Thong. Let's be honest. Even if you have nice butt cheeks, I that really song don't want is to see twenty years old. I don't really don't want to look at your butt. <laughs> Really. All right, so this movie, though, Wild Wild West. I know. People are asexual, they don't have butts. <laughs> well, everybody poops. So you don't have There's a book about Well, that. not everybody but has a butt, as you'll see in this movie. <laughs> I don't know how that works. You know what? <laughs> but I don't want to know how that works. That's point to Tony. There's also a breath of fresh, fresh ass. No. Uh, this movie... Got a 4.9 out of 10 with a 38 Metacritic score on IMDb. Seems high. It has a 17% thermometer with a 28% audience score. Way too high. It really? Ha- Tony didn't like it. It had a budget of $170 million. In the U.S., it made $113 million, but worldwide, it made $222 million. It won a lot of awards. Most well, of Razzies. Razzies yeah. It won an American Music Award for the top soundtrack. It, it won a Blockbuster Entertainment Award for Selma Hayek as Best Supporting Actress. Wow. Selma Hayek? Selma yes. Hayek? What? It also... She's barely in the movie. Do you, you don't happen to know who she was up against, do you? No. Okay. It also won the Razzie for Worst Picture, Worst Director, Worst Screenplay, Worst, worst Original Song, which is funny because it won Top Soundtrack, yes. and uh, Worst Screen Couple with uh, Will Smith and... Kevin Klein being the couple in question. Oh, I was like, who's a couple? <laughs> Selma Hayek and her husband. <laughs> but I want, it said it was awards. She said it was a the whole time. It was funny because it said that it had 16 wins and nominations under the awards because I always look at the awards. And yeah. I expected them all to be Razzies. Mm-hmm. But mo- they were a bunch of Razzies, a bunch of stinker awards, which... <laughs> I never even heard of. Um, but then they had some legitimate wins, which I thought was funny. I mean, it's a cool song. It's no hat is like a shark's fin, but it's well. It's but probably it. it's probably our top in our top five songs for the podcast. Ooh. Definitely. Well, and they look forward to hearing that episode. Sing a happy song. You know, there's a few. Of them. Sing a happy <laughs> song is a great song. song. Sing a happy song. <laughs> <laughs> Sing a happy song. <laughs> <laughs> Best part of that movie. Um. So this was directed it's, by Barry. No, you got the glow. <laughs> can I? No, you can't. Okay, or let me know when I can continue. Trouble. A little China. God, the most 80s song ever. All right, so <laughs> this was directed by Barry Sonnenfeld. He also directed um, Men in Black 1, 2, and 3. 
Okay. He, he directed <laughs> Get Shorty, which didn't you just watch that? No, I watched um, Be Cool, which oh, is the sequel. Cool. Um, he welcome back to the podcast because he directed both Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values. Oh. Mm. Uh, this was written by a bunch of fucking people, which uh, is yeah, which shows. So the story <laughs> is credited to the writing team of Jim and John Thomas, who also wrote Predator. Predator. A Predator, and Predator Two. Predator is written by Shane Black. What they they created the story for Predator. They're credited with the story of Predator. Okay. Shane Black probably did uh, screenplay. He did. All right. Now the screenplay was written. No, he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> But he was credited with the, they're credited with the story for Predator and Predator Two. Okay, okay, you said that already. Anyways, <laughs> then next we have the writing duo of S. S. Wilson and Brent Maddock, and they are responsible for the screenplays for Welcome Back to the Podcast, Tremors, Fuck mm. You, Short Circuit One and Two, <laughs> and she said that a little too enthusiastically. <laughs> well, Short Circuit Two is a fun. I know, I know. And batteries <laughs> I not forgot included. We did that. Yeah, which Elaine keeps wanting to do, and I'm like, you can't do this movie. It made a lot of money, and everybody included? loved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. battery's not included. I, I was like, to, no, I can do it. No, you can. It I does want not to revisit fit. it because I remember loving it when I was little, and I'm, I'm fairly certain it probably doesn't hang out. Now, sure. I'm pretty sure that Hold the up. the first duo are the ones who actually wrote the screenplay, but then a bunch of rewrites. we have there was rewrites done. I'm a hundred percent sure, and that was by the duo of Jeffrey Price and Peter S. Sima, who uh, wrote the screenplay for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Well, that's it. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Carly just got excited. I heard of that one. No, I have. I, I wonder seen that one, but it's a kind of wonky, wacky, now when they, silly movie. Now I don't know, and I do wonder. Yeah, I got that reference. That's from Avengers. Yeah. I do wonder who did the re. I got that reference. Whether from when they first wrote the screenplay, if it was always meant to be Will Smith as this character, or if it was the second writing duo that had to rewrite the script to make Will Smith the character of James West. I read. That it was originally Shane. Um, who the hell did I just say? Black. Shane, Shane Black. Black writing it, and Mel Gibson was going to be uh, West, but they all and like a few other people, and they all left and went in Maverick, and so these guys were kind of left in the. Like, well, shit. that makes sense if Jim and James, uh, Jim and John Thomas, ha- were responsible for the story of Predator if they had worked with Shane Black before. Yeah. So they all left the one and did Maverick, and then they were like, fuck, they had this big vacuum, and I think that everybody jumped in to save it. Maverick, now there's a movie well, you should do. Because I, this would have been, I know they had to rewrite this when Will Smith became on board, because they had to yeah. put in or things. let him because, inter- improvise. And well, no, they had to put things in, because if the main character is a white gentleman versus a main character yeah. being a black gentleman, there's a big difference in how the script had to be written, because it's set in, 19, in 1886. Yeah. Um, but so speaking of uh, the title character of James West is played by Mr. Will Smith who you may know from such wonderful movies as Independence Day I was going to say Six Degrees of Separation but sure or Men in Black (laughs) or Hancock Um, Artemis Gordon I like Hancock well he's a welcome back to the podcast (laughs) Will Smith yeah what was he in he was in that terrible movie that you picked well in us the one <gasps> only lovers left was. alive. Uh, no, no, no. no. Well, he was Winter's Tale. Remember? Winter. Oh my God, he, he was, was the devil. He was the devil in Winter's Tale. Oh, he's right. probably not credited because it was such a small part and it was like a surprise. I forgot. And no all. one knew he was in it except for the person that was in with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I blocked most Russell of Crow? No, the no, only no. thing I can remember yeah, about. Crow, right? I don't know. Yes, it was Russell Crowe. I don't know. The only thing I really remember about a Winter's Tale is is the police sketch. 
<laughs> oh my god, that was so great. Looks just like Which her. Which is funny because oh. you know how we used to keep track of like the world's greatest shots? Yeah. We might need to just do the police sketches. Do police sketches. The one from Cobra's the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. All right, so Artemis, next, the character of Artemis Gordon and the character of President Ulysses S. Grant are both played by Kevin Klein. Welcome back to the podcast from Life is a House. Oh, yeah. Then we have, <laughs> then we have Dr. Arliss Loveless, who's played by Kenneth Branagh, who's very a very famous Shakespearean actor. He did Henry V, Hamlet, Much Do About Nothing. He also did Pirate Radio and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. He's wonderful, but English actors will do some crap. I think, I think he's married to Emma Thompson. I think so. But, it doesn't matter. Moving but on. English actors do a bunch of crap. They'll do good movies and they'll do crap. They don't have a... Like, some Americans are like, that's beneath me, but that is not true. They they just fucking work for money. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got the character of Rita Escobar, played by Selma Hayek. Welcome back Welcome back to the podcast from Desperado, the faculty, and from Dust Till Dawn. This is her fourth appearance Woo! on the podcast. Getting up there. She's getting up there. Up there with the poots. Then we have... The character of Coleman, who's played by M. Emmett Walsh, and he was in Harry and the Hendersons, Wildcats, Critters, Blade Runner, and Fletch. Nice. It's a Fletch. It's a Fletch. bunch Fletch. of good movies. I think I made a bunch of money. Then we have... Um, there was a sequel. General McGrath. General McGrath, who's played by Ted Levine. Welcome back to the podcast from Evolution. And Silence of the Lambs. And he was also in Silence of the Lambs. Yes, he was. Then I do want to say... And then we have one more welcome back to the podcast, which is Miss East, who's played by Bai Ling, who was in The Crow. Yep. And then I want to mention one of the other ladies, Munisha, is played by Musetta Vander, and she played Sindel in Mortal Kombat 2. Oh. <laughs> that piece of... Dog trash. <laughs> Thanks, Will. But I have some reviews. Uh-oh. Oh, well. Keith F., which is funny because you got to wonder, was that my dad? Gave it one out of ten and said, oh, this is bad beyond words. I loved the TV show as a kid. And I like Will Smith, Kevin Klein, Summer Hayek, and Kenneth Branagh. But this movie was stupid, stupid, stupid. Avoid it like the plague. Uh. <laughs> and then I have a ten out of ten from Matt420. Who, who was high as fuck when he yeah. was. He was. And comments. I picked this review because it made me kind of mad. I said, it says, just listen, see if it makes you mad. I thought that Will Smith was great in this movie. If any of you have a problem with that, you can kiss my white ass. Wow. Kevin Klein was also very funny in this movie, including Kenneth Branagh. The only problems were the cyborgs at the end of the movie, and Selma Hayek was underused. She should have shown her breasts more in the movie and acted more sexy. I give it an eight. No, dude, you gave it ten out of ten. Wow. But he would have given it... More an eleven or a nine if, if you she saw her, her boobs. boobs. <laughs> Which uh, I read that, and I was going through ten out of ten reviews, classic. and I had picked out one I was going to say, and then I saw this, and I was like, "Man, that I'm like, fuck you, Matt four twenty, and then I had to read it. Fuck you, John. What do you think? Going in. I literally just watched this movie two weeks ago. Tony, I was like, um, okay, let's watch this movie. <laughs> Carly. I had never seen it before. I had only ever heard that it was bad. <laughs> so I never watched it. Well. well, I know that Will Smith hates this movie, and he showed it to his mother, and she said, what did you think? And she said, it's not your best, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's her. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's fucking hard. Ow, mom! Tony was like, if I was in it, my mom would have been waving a flag. Yeah, mom, she had Wild Wild West, <laughs> West flags in the front of the house. Well, so. you're not Will Smith. <laughs> That's true. I will say right off the bat, Maverick is a better movie. Maverick is a better movie. But this one ain't bad. So we open, we get the title, we get a little thing that tells us it's Louisiana 1869. And we're in the woods and we see a flying saw blade chasing a man in an iron collar. He's mumbling about... She says that so casually. (laughs) Well, he's mumbling about warning the president about giant spiders and a crazy person. And then his head gets cut off. And then we see General McGrath collecting the blade, and he says, and they say you scientists are supposed to be smart. And then we get credits. It's a very long credit sequence. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like credits over movie stuff. It's like fucking credits. Yeah, they keep yeah. showing like little, it's yeah. like comic type things. But uh, it keeps going, going, going. And then we are in Morgan, West Virginia. And we see James West and a lovely lady are in a water tower contaminating the town's water supply. <laughs> okay, so here's my question on that. Because uh-huh. I don't know shit about this stuff. At first I was like, well, this is really gross. He's fucking some chick in, a, in the city's water. Yep. But is it the city's water to drink or is it the city's water to put out fires? That's an interesting Because I don't question. know how that shit works. And I was like, if it's just water to put out fires, who cares? I don't care. You can jizz all you want on that. But, <laughs> but if it's like people's water to drink, that's gross. I, just, I don't know how that works. Honestly, they have wells, right? Or honestly, I don't know. I assumed it was a cistern full of the town's water supply. Okay, I don't know. Either way, you shouldn't be fucking <laughs> in it <laughs> like it's your jacuzzi. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> also, it's you might gross. not want to be fucking in your jacuzzi. <laughs> we hear. It's up to you. It's your jacuzzi. <laughs> but this is clearly not his no, jacuzzi. It is not. <laughs> we Although hear. it's hot for some reason. <laughs> It's, I mean, that's the other thing. All right. So we're in the, we're in West Virginia. So it's probably not even that cold. So, but like the weather, like weather wise, it's probably, it's seen, we don't know what time of year this is, but it seems like maybe it's not even that cold out. So that you're in like what, tepid water? That's no fun. (laughs) No. It's not, it's neither cold and refreshing nor hot and soothing. It's tepid. It's not wicky wicky wild. And <laughs> it's gross. But we hear men in a coach pull up. And West looks... I was going to do Maverick next. But 66%, they made a bunch of money. Yeah, you can't do Maverick. West looks um, through a little hole in the water supply. Mm-hmm. Which seems like there wouldn't be hole- knots in the wood that they used to contain water. But whatever. <laughs> he sees that it's General McGrath's men. And he's been on a stakeout for a week. And they show up. He mumbles that he's been watching for them for a week, and they show up at the worst time. Mm-hmm. And West tries to pay attention to both his lady and the soldiers, and does some of the worst kissing we've oh, seen yes. in the movie in quite a while. <laughs> it fails spectacularly. That was pretty funny. But to be fair, his is you know just because it's supposed to be funny. Yeah. It is funny. And she gets mad and stuffs like his <laughs> shirt in the hole so that he can't pay attention. But. He does overhear the soldiers say that they are heading to New Orleans. But as coincidence would have it, the soldiers are idiots. And one of them manages to knock something into one of the legs of the water cistern. And it falls over. And a naked Will Smith falls right in front of the soldiers. And we see his balls. We see some stunt balls, probably. 
But yes, you see his balls twice. I didn't see any balls. Oh, well. I wasn't peeping his junk, though. I wasn't peeping his junk. His junk was there to be peeped. <laughs> it was in the middle. I'm just looking. I'm like, whoa, I saw balls. And then when he stands up, I'm like, I saw balls twice. When did reach ball? And then, and like I said, I was pissed because it probably isn't even Will Smith's balls. It's stunt balls. Would you have been less angry if it was actual Smith if balls? If you got to see balls, might as well be celebrity balls. <laughs> Not some stunt man's balls. Oh man! But either way, I disagree. Right? You don't want to. See, you'd rather see some strange dude's balls. Than oh yeah, than celebrity see. balls. Yeah. Why? Because that guy's proud of his balls. Like, it? Look, my balls are on TV. That's true. He's like, Mom, I'm in this movie. Where? See those balls? <laughs> and she's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> and she oh, says, man. "That's your best work, baby." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. That. All right. So. Could you please respond to my boss that, sure, that's no problem. She just sent me a text message. Um, meanwhile, oh, no, so then they say something really racist to him, and a fight starts. Uh, meanwhile, across town, Loveless and his ladies arrive at a saloon. We see Rita is singing, and uh, she's terrible. And we see Artemis in drag at the bar. Spying on General McGrath. Mm -hmm. Kevin Klein is not the prettiest lady. <laughs> no. But he's, I mean, he's doing his best. He's a handsome woman. As long as he's keeping that fan going. <laughs> <laughs> we see that General McGrath is doing a weapons deal of some sort. And then we hop back to um, Jim. And he jumps... See, he jumps on. Oh, so there's been they've been I'm fighting. I'm so, I forgot Words. what my no I, my notes didn't make sense. Yeah. So they've been fighting, and somehow the wagon that the men were with has started to run away, and he jumps on the runaway wagon and sees that it's full of nitro in bottles. So Molotov cocktails, if you will. And then we flash back to General McGrath, who dis who is um, picking out a whore. <laughs> and uh, there's a bunch of. He said like he's buying a hat. <laughs> well, he's picking well, out a whore. That's what he's they're doing. They're all lined up, <laughs> and most of them seem not interested. And it might have something to do with the character choice of a horn sticking out of his ear. So he lost his ear in the war, and where his ear used to be, they have surgically implanted one of those old timey. Like Victrola type. Victrola horns <laughs> that old people... An ear trumpet. It's an ear trumpet. That's what those are called. Ah. All right. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. My boss is texting me and it's... Um, it's uh, Words are hard. Distracting. It's distracting me and making me upset. Because yes, now I keep losing my place. Um, my brain is getting overwhelmed. So Rita jumps in line. She wants to be picked. But Artemis bumps her out of the way. And General McGrath picks her. And then he asks her to sing him a song. So Artemis, who also is a terrible singer, in my head it just went, sing a happy song. <laughs> picks out Son of the South because everybody joins in on that. Mm -hmm. um, and they do a combo line. Pretty much. So then we flash back to West, who manages to stop the runaway wagon right outside this particular saloon. That's amazing. And he looks in a window and sees General McGrath, who he has beef with. 
Is it beef? It's definitely beef. McGrath <laughs> takes <laughs> Artemis and chicken. So it's back in the saloon. Not chicken or pork. It's McGrath beef. takes Artemis into a bedroom where he wants to get a little hippity dibbity, but Artemis hypnotizes him instead. While he's trying to <laughs> just re- real quick, <laughs> he doesn't break. He doesn't break out a pocket watch or anything. This movie has elements of, I guess, steampunk and yeah. all kinds of weird in- inventions in it. Uh-huh. So he has this belt buckle that he opens, and it has those two like you'd see them back in the old days, little spirals that spin around, and it and it uh, hypnotizes. Him. Yes, and yeah. he says you're going to be a good little doggy. So then General McGrath keeps barking at him. Yeah, he's like, "Tell me this." In English. Like, you're a dumb dog, but you can speak yeah. in English. But he's trying to get information about some kidnapped to scientists. English, motherfucker, do you speak it? But West breaks in. And uh, he interrupts, and Artemis is like, get the fuck out of here. Only nicer and still pretending to be a lady. <laughs> and West is like, here's your money. A big sturdy, you know, I got this. But... He interrupts the hypnotism process, and McGrath wakes up, sees West, and yells, West, and tackles him through a wall. And um, then a barroom brawl ensues. While this is happening, we flash to outside, and we see Loveless again in his carriage. And he's got um, one of his ladies, Mrs. Miss Lippenreader. Who is reading? A reader. Who's watching what is happening and transcribing it to? She's watching it like it was from a place on full the hill they didn't yes. through the windows, and she's she's perfect. She's got some <laughs> opera glasses and she's watching it. She's telling him what's happening, and at this time, West is saying is talking to Gordon, and Gordon is like, West is like, you got your money, leave me alone, and Gordon is like, I'm a U.S. marshal, and. Because he takes off his wig. And I was interrogating him. And West says, well, I'm U.S. um, Army. Uh And I am going to kill him. So they're arguing. And and she's telling this to Loveless. And they have Professor Escobar in a... U.S. Marshal. U.S. Army. Professor Escobar, which they've put into a trunk. And they load him into a wagon. And there is a Native American henchman who tells Loveless... You know, that we got to get out of here. And Loveless push, has them push the wagon that West left up on the hill full of nitro into the saloon, which causes some explosions. Explosions? No cool guys look at it. Yep. Oh, aim for the bushes. Then we're in Washington, D.C. West goes to the White House, just walks right in. Do you know, <laughs> do you know what Miss Lippenreader's first name is? No. No. Tony knows. What is it? It's Christina. Oh. <laughs> always christine west goes to the white house he gets at the white house and goes inside some more racist shit happens and then the president tells them to lay off then grant tells west he fucked up and he while singing the praises of artemis gordon his number one u.s marshal west gets suspicious and calls out that you know he pulls a gun on him and he's like who are you and he's like i'm the president and Wes is like, no, you're fucking not. And then he's like, I'm Artemis Gordon. <laughs> and then the real Grant of, arrives and says, you're clever, Gordon, but one day it's going to get you killed. And you, Wes, not every situation calls for your patented shoot first, shoot later, shoot some more. And when everyone is dead, try to ask a few questions. But Grant has assigned them a joint mission. 
They have to track down the kidnapped scientists taken by General McGrath. Grant has recently received a letter telling him to surrender the United States um, within a week. And it came with a cake filled with tarantulas. <laughs> which is weird because where are those tarantulas hiding? I don't know. Because you just see the cake at first, it's in the shape of the White House, isn't yeah. it? And then it's like, okay, well, that's not so bad. And then all these fucking tarantulas start walking around from the back of it. You're like, what? It's a very He has strange. a real spider fetish. On the saw blade, there's a spider. Man, second movie. You've got with a real spider fetish. <laughs> at least there yeah. was no naked woman with a spider head. No. That was yeah. disturbing. That was fucked up. No, there was some ladies with some spider in... Uh, Words are hard. Some spider-inspired costumes, because at certain points they have like yeah. skirts that look like spider webs. Mm-hmm. But no... Well, the, sorry, I'm not home right now. I'm walking in the spider webs. Leave a message, I'll call you back. Okay. I got the reference. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Grant tells them that he's going to Utah for the Transcontinental Railroad joining, <coughs> and that they have one week to find this madman, whatever, and his plan, and stop him. So they're to travel to New Orleans via the Wanderer, which is a special train. Mm-hmm. which it seems like Gordon has outfitted. It seems it's weird because the president puts the wanderer at their disposal, but Gordon seems to have put all of his inventions in the wanderer. Yeah. As if it has been his, his. for a while. It's basically yes. like a mobile base of operations almost. Yes. And Gordon. Sure. So they're traveling to the train and West is on a horse and Gordon is on a bicycle that has been fitted That's with a not motor. That's calls it. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, no, it's quite a name. Something aggressor. Yes. He's got a bunch it's of seven, inventions. Seven words. And they are very, like Tony said, steampunky and futuristic. And they're Air fun. Gordon. They're fun. Yeah, it's basically but, one of those, what are those bikes that have the big wheel on the front? It's kind of like that, except it has like rocket boosters it's underneath. It's an old-time bicycle with rocket Avanti! Boosters. Yeah. Which means... But he leaves West in the forward. dust. So Gordon <laughs> gets to the train first and then leaves without West. And West has to chase him down. Because, that is a real dick move. Because when he does catch up with the train, he's like, stop the train so I can get on the train. And he ends up having to climb onto the train. And what happens to his horse? He <laughs> <laughs> walks away. Well, it's probably dead by now. Would you stop? Oh, <laughs> it was 1896. Wait, Everybody's dead. Ho- Wait, quick Google. How long do horses live? <laughs> I have no idea how long horses live. I don't want to think about all the dead animals. <laughs> hey, you know those spiders that run the cake? Gone. I don't know. Maybe. But <laughs> the, the dog and cat from Voices is probably okay. Oh, we can stop it's this. only two years ago. I apologize, listener. Tony's morbid. I don't know. <laughs> the dog and cat from Voices are not okay. They were living with a serial killer. I think we should kill them. <laughs> oh my god so he get, he has to jump on the train like Carly said and then they have words and West punches him punches Gordon in the face Gordon fights back via oh. fake martial arts and a large he, hammer he went to the same school that uh, what's his name in the rundown went to so thunder uh. some lightning horses live to be between 25 and 30 years so well, no, probably dead he's probably glued Probably no. dead. He could, might still be alive. He might be, be a brush now. I'm, not, he might be, I'm just wondering. He might be with Officer Superior and that. It's that, only 21 years. He could be alive. Him, yeah. hey, it's 21. He could still be alive. If he was, but if he was a, at the a time, young strapping horse. He is, of course, are, most likely glued that some kid turned into slime. We're traveling from the White House to New Orleans. That's where we're going first? Yes. Yeah. And now this horse is just in the middle of nowhere. <coughs> oh, I'm, so, I'm sure someone will pick it up. Oh, I'm sure, but... 
They've got a fun kind of saddle on it. That's such a fucking waste. It's got luggage tags on it. It'll say return to Jim West. He has a Uh good horse, and now he has to give it up. That's you won't stop the fucking train. (laughs) He doesn't seem concerned about this horse at all, so maybe he stole it. Or he could have rented it. Why do you assume he stole it? Because he's black? That's racist. I'm concerned about the horse. Of all the racist things in this movie, that sentence was not one of them. Uh, But Coleman, the train conductor, breaks him up. And then Gordon says we need to find out more information and brings West into another room of the train where he has a man's head. And Gordon is going to use... That's a man's head. Yes, that is what Will Smith keeps repeating. But Gordon is going to use some... This is weird science that I've seen in more than one movie. And it's bullshit. I feel like I saw it in the Sherlock Holmes movie with the Robert Downey Jr. The last you see is burning to your retina. Yes, and he shows light through his eyeballs to see the last image. And it is, of course, upside down. And it's a cartoon image. And he turns it right side up. And it's too fuzzy. And they put his glasses on it. And they're able to see that it is blood General McGrath. And they're able to to see that in his pocket is an invitation to a costume party. Which is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this guy's eyes were 4K. I guess. Wouldn't it be reversed? But whatever. Also, this man was dead before General McGrath picked up the saw blade. So how did he see anything? Well, this is the last image you see. When you get decapitated, you're still alive. Yeah. Some people... Well, I don't want to get to it, too. Like, they talk about... people say that you live for ten minutes after you die, no matter what happens. Like, when your head gets cut off... you're still alive, then are you dead? So, imagine... shutting down. Yeah, you can't do anything, but your brain is still cognizant, is what they say. You... Like, they'll ask a decapitated head, and it'll blink and stuff. But he can't talk. I don't think that means you're still alive. You're not dead. I don't think that means you're still alive. You're undead. (laughs) I don't know. You're mostly dead. Yeah. But there's a lot of... You get you a miracle, There's a lot of stuff in this movie that should not work. (laughs) What? That's the genius of this movie. This isn't Um, a documentary? No. No. So, they see a party (laughs) invitation, and then we flash to Gordon picking out a costume. Because it's a costume party, and... He's America. (laughs) He saved every one of us. Yeah! And uh, he tries to convince Wes to wear a costume as well. He picks a servant boy costume for Wes at one point, which... Makes I hate, sense. which makes sense, but West immediately nixes for obvious reasons, which we understand, but still it would have made sense. Yeah. He, yeah. says, nope. he refuses and to then, wear a costume altogether. I'm sure they could have found a costume that would have been a little more incognito than walking in as himself. An ex-Confederate, well, you want to be a black cowboy uh, No, 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 stop talking. He says, an armed Negro cowboy costume in a room full of white former slave owners, you'll win first prize. <laughs> <laughs> because West says, I'm just going to do what always works and just be me. Yeah. And then they have some more banter, and then there's a terrible gay joke. Here, hold my breast. When they talk about boobs. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Gay panic. There is some gay panic, and it's 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 bad. And then uh, Gordon, t- and after Will corrects his breast problem, Gordon uses another invention to take out a little notebook and pen, and he West has, is like, why don't you have a gun in there? And he's like, well, then where right, would I keep my notebook? You didn't explain notebook? it very well. He's got... Uh, a device strapped to his wrist mm-hmm. that, like, if you ever see card sheets where they'll like jump out and have a card they can mm-hmm. put in, it's that kind of thing, or a gun, mm-hmm. like, like in 
Ford Fairlane? Like in Ford Fairlane. <laughs> Mr. Rock and Roll Detective. <laughs> and he's got a little pad and a pencil that yeah. comes out on it. And as he does it, Jim pulls his gun because he expects a gun to be on it. And Ford Fairlane is definitely underappreciated. He fuck with me, I'm going to make you watch that thing. <laughs> don't. <laughs> you don't even like that movie anymore. You know you don't. Don't even pretend you do. <laughs> Came out, I was like 10. He said bad words. It was awesome. Yeah. You love that movie, but the last couple times you've watched it, you know it's not good. The last couple times you've watched it. <laughs> <laughs> he tries you every couple years movie. to watch that movie, time. and he does not enjoy it. Because <laughs> it does not hold up. Mm-mm. Anyways. But it's got Cradle of Love on it. I love that song. That's a good song. West goes to the party as himself. There's some racist shit outside the party, and he punches a guy in the face. And then he breaks into the house via the second story. Miss East finds West almost immediately, mm-hmm. and there is some flirty banter. There is and West meets East. There is a musical number, where which features a band sitting in a painting, <laughs> which is cool. Is it? And we get Loveless's entrance. He is missing his lower half. He's in a mechanical mechanicalized wheelchair. Which and is steam driven. He li- he addresses the assembled folks and he references all of the parts of his body that he's lost in the name of the South. His legs, three feet three feet of intestine, intestine. his ability to reproduce. His spleen, his gallbladder. He goes spleen. through He's basically like a rich And creature. um oh, it's so weird the too, because it's he's not like sitting in something. He's just sitting on, on yeah, because he chair. has no butt, as we said. <laughs> but there's nothing. It's as if they just cut his body in half, and he's he's just flat. <laughs> Which in the 1800s would be he'd be so. How would you? <laughs> he would be so dead. Hell, nowadays, he'd be so dead now. yeah, it'd be tough. He'd be dead now. But keep you on all kinds of machines, maybe, but. Yeah. I don't think you could survive that. I don't know. He, I think he lost too many organs. I think Deadpool. But there's no it like Deadpool. He lived. That's there true. would have to be some way, and I know I'm thinking too much about this for him to poop because he has to eat still. That's gross, Carly. I'm ashamed. He does still have intestines. I know, but Sorry. where's it coming out? He doesn't I'm, have bags or anything. <laughs> we don't know what's in that chair. Let's not worry about that. Just keep going. Um. But uh, after he gives a speech, and he, Im- there's a bunch it? of foreign digni- digni- dignitaries there, and he kind of invites them to stick around, and because he's got more things that will you know till later, because he's going to give them a demonstration, and then he approaches West, and uh, they've got some banter. This is great. They keep taking sub- subtle digs at each other. West is making short jokes, and Loveless is making racist jokes, and this... you know women, one minute sporting in the next day. Cut the legs out on the heat. <laughs> this is probably the only scene in where the racist jokes are funny, because they're getting digs in at each other. It's an equal back and forth, so this is funny. Mo- all the other racist shit falls really, really flat, and I know they had to put it in this movie because Will Smith is black, and it didn't make sense. Will Smith if- is black? It doesn't make sense to have a movie set in this time period and not have them be racist to him. If they had just pretended like there was no racism, it wouldn't have made any sense. I don't think. I I have no frame of reference, but I don't think racism. I don't think it was that bad. Wherever you go, I have no frame of reference, though. 
In the South, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was way worse than this. I'm sure this is the most lighthearted racism. <laughs> <could be depicted. laughs> but I, have no I also for, think that they had this to... This is the Civil War. Probably pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It falls, it falls so flat in this movie because it had to be shoehorned in. You know it had to be shoehorned in. That this is, but this is the only part so where it's actually drafted funny. this movie somewhere where there's not any racism in it, and and someone was like, wait a minute, we have a problem. Our lead character is black in 1896, whatever it is. 69. Yeah. Okay. There's gonna be an issue. <laughs> Which they had to put in, but like every white person who talks to Will Smith who is not Kevin Klein calls him boy at least once. It's terrible, and it just. Because the movie is supposed to be fun and lighthearted, and it really takes all the fun and lightheartedness out of the movie. Yeah. It is my major problem I have with this movie if I had to pick one. That's your major mm-hmm. problem. Yep. Most of the time, most of it, it's just small scenes, so you can kind of skip giant over it and ignore spider. it. But this, I love the giant fucking spider. It's wonderful. Anyways. <laughs> so, um, Wes tells him he's looking for General McGrath, and Lovelace says, well, McGrath is not going to be here. And then walks and rolls away, excuse me, rolls away to meet with General McGrath. <laughs> so West approaches who he thinks is Artemis Gordon, but is actually a real lady. Because Gordon is three people overdressed as Davy fucking Crockett. <laughs> and, um, who Elaine's related to. That is true. King but, of the Wild Frontier. But um, West kind of, you know, he tells her some information as if she was Gordon. And, of course, has to throw in there, you make a terribly ugly woman uh, and yes. know, dig at him, even though this poor woman is <laughs> not ugly at all. And all he really sees is her big old bosom, which is not ugly. Boobs aren't ugly. The, the hair and the basic size and the bosom. Yeah. yeah. Which doesn't make a woman ugly at all. But so um, then Will follows um, Loveless so that he can spy and listen in on his talk with McGrath. Loveless is speaking with McGrath, and McGrath is upset because they lost all their weapons in that nitro explosion. And Loveless says, don't worry. Have your men gather at 10 p.m. tonight on Morrow Point, and I've got all the weapons we're going to need to win this war. He draws a map. And shows them where to go. So then they leave, and Wes goes in the office to snoop. <clears throat> Gordon hears someone screaming for help and goes to check it out. Miss East catches West yeah. snooping. She distracts him while a man in a painting goes to shoot him. But West sees the reflection of the man in her eye, in the irises of her eyes and manages <laughs> to shoot to um kill shoot. A, to shoot him and he then a bunch of paintings and a bunch of dead guys. And then out. everybody else in the room. And then he leaves the room and you see that every painting in that room had an actual person in it pretending to be a painting, and they're all on the floor dead. But really quick, he goes to what's his name's ink pad mm-hmm. and does a quick rubbing with a pencil and gets the gets the basic lowdown of the map, so he knows where he knows where they're going to be for the demonstration. Yes, while he's snooping. So then he goes to the lady he thinks is Gordon, tells him what just happened, <laughs> and then drums on her boobies. His boobies look great. So he assaulted a lady on the dance floor, and then Gordon yells, hang, hang him. him, which is... <laughs> and then gives up. them a rope. So, and then gives them a rope. And so they take him out to hang him. Um, so, and he's like, all right, I learned my lesson. Never drum on a white lady's boobies at a big redneck dance. 
Because the course not good enough for them. He goes, but where I'm from, and they go, what, South Carolina? He goes, no, he's just from my country. And they're like, no, Georgia? that's not yet. Oh, yeah, that's not yet. Oh, okay. So we flash to Gordon, who finds Rita in a cage. And he <laughs> tells her who he is and what his mission is. And she says that the scientists are in the basement, not up here. And Gordon said, I looked there first. They've all been cleared out. But he does help Rita escape. Then we go back to the hanging where Wes is trying to uh, talk his way out. And he's like, you got me all wrong in my native land. This is a... Georgia? Africa. 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 It's, a, it's respect. <laughs> my name is Jen. How's your but, mom? <laughs> and, they're, and they don't care. So they proceed to hang him. However, the rope was Gordon's rope and is actually a bungee cord. And Gordon and Rita come up on a wagon and rescue him. Uh, Gordon introduces Wes to Rita, and Rita explains she was posing as an entertainer to find her father, the scientist Guillermo Escobar. Then we go to Loveless and McGrath, or, and then Wes says, well, they're going to be up on Morrow Point. So then they go up to Morrow Point to find McGrath and his men. So we flash to Loveless and McGrath. They're at an iron warship on the river, and the dignitaries are also on the warship. And we see the men gathered on Morrow Point. And we see a tank slash submarine emerge from the river. It opens fire. Ironclad. And it kills. That was a thing. Yes, it was a thing. But this thing was a tank slash submarine. It opens fire. It's got cannon fire. And it also has a 360 degree. Rotating turret. Rotating turret of machine guns. And kills all the men. McGrath is pissed. But Loveless explains that it's all for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And McGrath McGrath is mad because he like he butchered his people and he says you're gonna go straight to hell and goes to shoot him, but Loveless shoots him first and says after you, sir. And then it's like he says something about like I sacrificed half my body and what did you do? You surrendered. Yeah. So he's doing. He's like yeah, because Loveless is mad because. He sacrificed his body for the cause of the South, and then they surrendered while he while he was in in capacitated (laughs) temporarily. When he ended up being half the man he used to be. Oh, which it sounds like he was just he was in the middle of building all these fantastic weapons. So if they'd only waited a little bit longer, they could have turned the tide of the war. But this is an official universe, and not the universe where the South was literally starving to death, and they really didn't have much of a choice. Right. Not after the... Anyway. <laughs> so, Awkward. So then Loveless invites the visiting foreign dignitaries to bring a thousand kilograms of their country's currency to Spider Canyon in five days to see more and we'll work out a deal that will solve the America problem for all of us, so to speak. Then West arrives at the site of Carnage... Gordon and Rita arriving just a few minutes later. And Gordon wonders what did this. And West tells them, describes that it was some kind of ironclad machine with a 360 revolving turret. Master of New Liberty. And they're like, well, how do you know? And he's like, well, this is the survivor's account from New Liberty, a free slave town in the border of Illinois. And West found it a week before the one that he went in with the 9th Cavalry a week before the war ended and found that they had slaughtered all these men and women, which it was apparently some sort of weapons test. 
And then we hear a noise, and West finds uh, General McGrath, mostly dead. <laughs> but and he's not all dead. Right. Not yet. <laughs> and he says, go on, shoot, send me to hell. But if you want the devil that's responsible for new liberty, it's loveless. And the weird thing about this is the death of General McGrath is the most serious, heartfelt thing in this entire movie. <laughs> and it, there's really good actors in this movie. Pretty much everybody in this movie is a real good actual actor, but none of them are acting very well. But this scene is so well acted, you actually feel like he's physically in pain and he's ready to die. And he's like, go on, shoot. Send me on to hell. Like, he's given a really heartfelt, emotional death here. But it's very off-kilter with the red tone of the rest of this movie. And he, but Loveless Man, the machine, they're killing all those kids and old folks. Just like he killed my boys here. But, and Wes demands to know where Loveless is going. But before McGrath can tell him, he dies. And then um, Rita thankfully knows... That uh, where Loveless is going. Utah. Utah. Where is this Utah anyways? West. Wiki Wild Wild. It is west of New Orleans. That is true. <laughs> so she wants to stay with them. And north. Uh-huh. Because she's looking for her father. But they don't want to take her. And West is like, we're definitely not taking you. You're just going to be a distraction. So we head to Utah on the Wanderer. And we leave Rita behind. So we see her. There's just terrible goodbye between her and Gordon at the train station. Gordon doesn't see why they can't bring her. She's the one that told them Utah anyway. She's very useful. And he finds her very attractive. <laughs> but she sneaks on anyways. And Wes tries to kick her off. And she tries to convince him to let her stay via her sexual mystique. Would you like to talk about this, hon? No. Because you hate this kind of thing. It annoys you quite a bit. Because if there's a pretty girl around, men are stupid. <laughs> Well, but Coleman's like, you're not kicking her off. Yeah, I'm not leaving some lady out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> She's not a horse, damn it. And it's true. <laughs> she can't fend for herself like a horse can. Yeah. And she's half naked. Yeah. She was in that cage. Yeah, she's not going to. In her, under, <laughs> in her, under, in her under garments. Yes. She's it's not just a bra and panties, but. <laughs> it's old-timey underwear, so it covers her pretty much head to toe. But still under boobs. <laughs> old-timey underwear. Yeah, well, you know, they weren't messing around in the old-timeys. <laughs> he either wore no underwear or a shit ton. Yeah. There really wasn't in between. <laughs> there weren't thongs yet. Me and Carly, when we watched that movie, Emma, there's a couple of scenes where we see the nobles getting helped, like, dressed and undressed, and we got, like, some naked dude. (laughs) Did you get to see balls? No, No, it was butt. But, like, we were not expecting that. I was Uh. like, whoa, what is this movie? Because it was right at the beginning. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, in the old-timey days, you either got lots of underwear or none at all. It was very upsetting. Um... So, Wes speculates to Gordon about what Loveless is building, but Gordon is too distracted by Rita. And he keeps making Freudian slips when he's speaking. She's a breath of fresh ass. (laughs) (laughs) Is that your favorite line? Breath of fresh ass? I don't think I would want that. (laughs) You know, a breath of fresh ass sounds like a a code name for farts. (laughs) You're right there, Tony. Yes. I yeah. waited until you were taking. I a know. Sip. 
But I did like that he was like, well... She's a breast of fresh air. He's... He's kidnapped scientists that do this and scientists that do this, so we know it's going to do this and this and this. Yeah, we, and we know it's going to move, we know it's going to have guns, we know it's going to be mechanical of something and built out of iron. And then Gordon's like, a heater! And he's like, you oh, think it's a heater? heater? He's like, I think she could use a heater. She's probably cold. <laughs> in, keep your head in the game, buddy. <laughs> she does come to say goodnight, and then we see a shot of her butt. Which I always found this funny because my mom had a pair of those pajamas when I was growing up. You would know the flaps down because it's... It's breezy. You would feel that breeze. It's breezy. However, if you're hot, you might want that little breeze to cool you off a little bit. Or if you have a lot of fresh fresh, fresh air or whatever you call it. (laughs) I borrowed those pajamas from my mom when I was a teenager and went uh, winter camping winter survival camping and had and i had to pee in a latrine in the middle of the night in below zero weather and that flap came in handy (laughs) (laughs) so but you definitely would feel the breeze yeah all right and that flap came in handy i didn't have to take off my pajamas i get it (laughs) that's why those jammies had flaps because it's cold did i just say i don't need you to explain it but I still I mean, did you hear the words that came out of my mouth? See, what she so would angry. do is she would unhook it and her... <laughs> and why? Could... why are you so angry? Because you don't listen to me. I listen. Then you completely ignore. That means I don't have any value in anything I say. You don't listen to me either. Oh, I'm sorry, no. what was that? Oh, no. <laughs> what time are Tony and Carly coming over today? Four o'clock. Oh, really? Is that when you said at one fifty? Oh, look, and it's almost two, and I'm like, they're not gonna be here till four. You didn't <laughs> listen to what I said. At two, I was still heavy taking notes. <laughs> it's like he doesn't listen to me. I was at watching all. John Carpenter's Vampires. Hey, remember that time during the podcast where I said something, and then you said it right after that? And I said I just explained that you said I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> Just saying. Because that episode was recently, and I was listening to it, and I was driving, and I got mad. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) The Wanderer closes in on Loveless. Um, They see him in a distance. Gordon has, while Gordon and Wes get up, and Wes puts on his boots, and a knife shoots out. And he's like, what the hell is this? And Gordon is like, well, I modified them while you slept. (laughs) And Wes is like, don't touch my stuff. And Gordon is like, I won't touch them anymore, but I may have modified some other stuff. But Wes does not hear him say that. So we're following, love, we're closing in on Loveless's train, and we go through a tunnel. The Wanderer comes out of a tunnel, and Loveless's train is gone. And they're like, what the hell? Where did he go? And then we see that it's up really high, and it did that old cartoon trope <laughs> of secretly having stilts. It went above the tunnel. And they drove right underneath him, and then it comes back down. And then the legs fold <laughs> And the legs fold back in, which seems very an impractical place to keep my foldy legs. <laughs> I'm just going to say, how much space is on Loveless's train? Apparently a lot. Mm-hmm. But then Gordon sees that Loveless is behind them now and is like, oh, shit. And Jim said, Jim uses the pool table egressor to attempt an attack. So earlier when they were fighting, um, Gordon had hit Jim, so he fell on the pool table, and the pool table has straps to come out and flips him over and makes him ride under the train. And so now he uses this on purpose. He also uses Gordon's bungee rope, (laughs) and he gets Gordon to lower him down and then release him, and he floats under the one train... To the uh, to this to Loveless's train, 
manages to grab the bottom of Loveless's train, and for a little bit he's bunging out because this and is behind some the really flexible, really bungee cord, <laughs> really elastic. I guess is the word. Yeah. yeah, it shoots him back and then forward and back and forward. It's kind of a funny physical comedy bit, but he does manage to get on the train. Um, he gets up. Uh, he's climbing on the top of the train where he is suddenly attacked by the Native American henchman. Mm-hmm. But he does end up using the boot knife to escape and then uses the body of the Native American henchman to clog Loveless's smokestack. Meanwhile, Loveless has fired a harpoon. <laughs> the, Polish, harpoon. the Polish penetrator, if you will, <laughs> into the Wanderer. See our SWAT episode. And Rita, in a panic, grabs a pool ball and says... She's not going to go back to Loveless. She's not going to be taken alive. And she grabs Gordon and they hide into in the bathroom, which seems stupid. <laughs> but at this point, the engine on Loveless's train kind of explodes because there's been no way for the smoke to escape or the steam or whatever. Probably steam. Seems like it's probably a steam engine. And so the boiler explodes and then Loveless and the ladies need a new train. But before Loveless gets to the Wanderer, West comes back and he stumbles in and he's looking for Gordon, but shit's all smoky and now he's got he's talking I'm talking all gravelly instead of his normal Will Smith voice. <laughs> and Rita it's is con- and Rita is convinced it's Loveless and Will or West opens the door and Rita hits the pool ball and then get it's a trick pool ball. Yes, it's full of, like, sleeping gas. She hits it, and they all three of them get gassed and pass out. Which is the dumbest shit anyone <laughs> does. She, she knock out gassed them, and it's her own fault that she gets re-kidnapped by Loveless. Yes. All right. So then Gordon and West wake up in a cornfield, and they have those same metal collars on that the guy had on in the beginning of the movie. Loveless has taken over the Wanderer. And he pontificates as he leaves them. He kind of, he tells them, you know, thanks for giving me your train. Your lovely lady is too bad. You're not going to see me take over the world from Spider Canyon. Mm-hmm. And there's a marked out area. And he says, the, you'll be fine as long as you don't leave. Yeah, the little area. Yeah. Because that'll, that'll launch the little stakes. spider saw blades. And I um, got about, I don't know, six square feet. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he thinks they're dead, so he kind of reveals the location of a secret nerd base. Secret but nerd base? Will's, but West is not having any of this, and he's like, fuck this, and immediately leaves. He goes full Dinkelman? Special, yes. Full Dinkelman. He went full Dinkelman. You never go full Dinkelman. He went the full Dinkel. <laughs> Bet he skis in his jeans. <laughs> Probably. Well, we hope so, because we don't want to see his Dinkelman, like Tony did. <laughs> Well, it wasn't the Dinkelman. Those were, that no. was the, the berries. Those was the beans. Yeah. <laughs> Not the Frank. <laughs> it's just the Frank or the beans. <laughs> oh, man, you must be really poor if you got no, if you got just beans, no Frank. All right, so he immediately leaves the safe perimeter, which there is a, the engine, the, conco- the thing Words. that shoots the saw blades kind of looks like a giant boiler with, Frank. A, with a penis attached to it. It's a really weird design. Of all the weird designs in this movie, this one might be the weirdest. 
But as soon... Is this when he tells them that he has a robot? Yes, because they said something about Rita and he made... And I think Will made a comment about why do you need a woman for you can't even do anything. And he's like, do you think with all my mechanical knowledge I cannot create something that... With, like, pounder or or something. And then they cut to the saw blade shooter, and it's essentially a big robo dick. It just kind of pumps a couple times, and you're like, oh, wow, that's... I can't see that. (laughs) (laughs) Wicky, wicky, wild. And, um... But, so, as soon as he steps out of the perimeter, the penis pumps and then shoots (laughs) (laughs) its saw blades at them, and they take off running through the cornfield. So they're running around and running around and trying to chase them because the collars apparently are magnetic and the saw blades are attracted to the magnets. And Tony West is, hurts. <laughs> and West sees a gully and he runs to one side and uh, Gordon. Gordon runs to the other. And West is like, jump into my arms. And Gordon doesn't want to, but he's like, jump into my arms. And they jump and they hug each other. And they fall down just as the saw blades meet in midair and hit each other and explode into sparkles, which is not how that would work. But they then fall (laughs) down the gully into the mud. And it's gross. And And Jim West sneezes. And splatters mud in Gordon's face. (laughs) And Gordon is really pissed off. He says, thank you. And they have another fight. And... West is like you're gonna get you're gonna get this off me, and Gordon's like, well, you could have just waited. Instead, you had to run around, and now we're caught in the mud. And um, they have this fight, and he's like, well, maybe I'll just do what you would do and hit it with a rock. And he hits it with a rock, and then they end up fucking stuck together because somehow hitting the metal with a rock reversed the polarity, and now they're fucking stuck together. <laughs> Tony looks like I can't. I just can't. How <laughs> oh, does it hurt you? Is it, does this movie upset works. you? A little bit. But that's not how that works. Makes my science hurt. You know, there's no science in this movie. Neil deGrasse Tyson is throwing. This is fantasy. This is a fantasy adventure. You have to forget everything you know about the known universe because this is an alternate universe. Oh, this is a multiverse kind of thing. Yes, this is a completely different universe with different physics. This bizarre world. Hijinks ensue. (laughs) Oh, that's my line. They eventually get free. Doesn't he find one of his? kits or something it yeah. falls out of his pocket he's like oh i had a kit in my pocket i forgot he has a backup and he says why didn't you have it up your ass and he's like that's the, the first place loveless would have looked prison wallet yeah he doesn't call it that though thank god because that phrase is be a lot cool <laughs> would not it's never nothing where the prison wall is ever said is been I don't cool. think he actually meant in the prison wall anyway. He's no. like, you don't have one. Why isn't it on a spring somewhere that it'll just pop out where you need it? Either way. Anyway, so they get free. We have a campfire. We get a little chit chat where they're finally coming to terms with the fact that they're going to be buddies from now on. <laughs> and we learn Will Smith's tragic backstory, which is not important at all. <laughs> However... His parents were among the people in New, New Liberty. Liberty. That's the reason why. He I think he would want to go after them anyway because of all I'm the saying. people that died. But his parents were among them. Just that. trying to give him, yeah. But there's no reason Motivation. for him to be a runaway slave that was raised by Native Americans that finally found his family, only to have them slaughtered by a weapons test. Somebody over. It just it doesn't matter to the plot of this movie. <laughs> 
And I don't really feel like we need to find sympathy with the character of Jim West. He's just supposed to be cool. <laughs> John looks confused. You don't think he's cool? No. <laughs> no? Is he wiki wiki wild? No. No. <laughs> All right. So then the next day, we're wandering the desert. He's on my shortlist for least favorite characters. And they're still giving each other shit, but it's friendlier banter now. And... Gordon is carrying one of the collars. Wes is giving him crap for it. But, ironically, something metal is in the area. And Gordon gets dragged 20 feet over to the side. And they find Loveless's secret railroad tracks. Because you never know when a high-powered magnet is going to come in handy. And you know what I call that? A coincidence? No, it's amazing. (laughs) A coincidence? It's a coincidence. It doesn't sound as good as amazing. Do you call it good screenwriting? That's amazing. No. (laughs) That's just lazy writing right there. But We need to have a way for them to find the secret train tracks. Have them grab the magnet. Okay. The magnet drags him to it. It's pretty fun. Yeah, that's not how that works. So they follow it and they find the Wanderer. They also find Loveless' secret town in Spider Canyon... And what? Is, and they arrive just in time to see a giant fucking spider giant emerge. Spider. And by a giant fucking spider, I don't mean a Godzilla-sized tarantula that's been mutated via radioactive <laughs> materials. I mean a giant mechanical spider. Some steampunk shit. It's pretty awesome. It's an 80-foot tarantula. So they see love. They can see that Loveless is on it. And they're like, holy shit, we have to follow him. And um, Gordon wants to, starts to get this elaborate plan to build a fly machine to follow him. And West is like... To build one. West is like, we don't have time for your convoluted shit. This is the time to get on a horse and just go. So that's what they do. Because at this point, they've talked enough that they realize that both Loveless... And President Grant are in Utah, uh-huh. and they see the giant spider, and they know that Loveless. I'm sorry, it's pronounced Utah. <laughs> and they know that Loveless is going to use the giant spider to take over the United States of America. This is a really weird plan. <laughs> so we flash to President Grant at the ceremony to join the railroad, and there's some tremors, as if there is a Transformers Rex round. Because they put the golden spike in, and then it falls over. And they put it in again, and then it falls over. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, is there some magnetic weirdness happening here? <laughs> no. There's definitely some weirdness. I have it's gold. Because they're in the middle of fucking nowhere, and no one saw this spider approach until it was right fucking there. <laughs> it's an 80-foot tarantula made out of... I don't know, steampunk. And it can't be it. quiet. <laughs> but... They should have noticed way before he arrived. Whew. Sorry. Is this boring you? Nope, not at all. But, so he interrupts the ceremony and everyone kind of, kind of runs away. Like and Loveless <laughs> invites Grant to a get-together he's throwing uh, to celebrate the surrender of the United States of America to the Loveless Alliance. The Loveless Alliance. And Grant is pretty much like, fuck you, no thanks. And um, Loveless is like, well, you don't really have a choice. But then Gordon interrupts in his Grant disguise and says that this man is not the president. He is an actor. (laughs) I am the real president, and you are going to have to talk to me. 
and Loveless yes. Desai. And Grant says, uh, great, you know, great timing, uh, Gordon. Where's West? And then Gordon says, well, you know him, and we see West climbing up the spider's leg. And Loveless decides to take them both. He's like, we'll take them both. And he sets down this big net to capture them. And uh, Grant is like, is this your great plan? And Gordon's like, well, sir, at least we're together. Meanwhile, West has climbed up the spider. And as soon as he gets to a place where he can climb in the spider, Munisha is there and shoots him. And he falls off the spider. He probably falled like... At least 40 feet. <laughs> but if it's an 80-foot tarantula and he was at the tarantula body, it had to have been, what, 60 feet at least? It was a fall. Yeah. Onto his back. West is dead. <laughs> Don't fuck with the lady named Munisha. No. So then we... Her name. Don't we, fuck with the babysitter. We get to Loveless's uh, rally, convention, meeting of the minds... I don't know what you call that. We see Grant and Gordon and all the captured scientists chained up in attendance to watch this great reveal. And we have uh, delegates from Britain, Spain, the Native Americans, France, Mexico. They're all here to see his presentation. We then flash to West, who's not actually dead. Thanks to Gordon's modifications, he has a bulletproof vest. And or chainmail. It's called an impermeable. It's chainmail sewn into Lethal. his vest, which you think he would know was there. Yeah. <laughs> because chainmail ain't fucking light. He also apparently has some sort of contraption on his back. <laughs> the pillows of fall from a great height. <laughs> yes, well. Because not only is he alive, he's ready to fight. <laughs> Look, I told you, he's just cool. <laughs> You can't kill an action hero. <laughs> Look at how many times John McClane should have been dead. Oh, that's true. Don't you invoke the whole adrenaline. That's Trinity. true. Or in that movie, you're like, he's dead! <laughs> or, or like, lethal weapon. He should have died in that torture scene. He should not have lived. But you can't keep a good hero down. <laughs> they always live. Because Endo has forgotten more about, the, was it debilitating pain? than you or I will ever know. Give it up, son. There's no more heroes left in the world. That's not true. There's one. His name's Martin Riggs. Oh. I'm just saying. Riggs. But, spit. But look, the action hero never dies. He's in, he is in, an impermeable. He's got plot armor in addition to real armor, <laughs> which is really just chain mail, which he would have felt. All right. So he has lived. Loveless unveils his plan to divide the U.S. up. Britain is getting back the 13 original colonies <laughs> minus Manhattan. Now, I want to point out that there is a Native American representative there, but only to get the island of Manhattan. Yep. That's Not weird. the How? rest of the fucking country or any, like, of all the things. <laughs> this also bothers me. Just Manhattan? Just Manhattan? Maybe not parts of the Midwest? Um, Florida goes back to Spain. Texas, California, New Mexico, and Arizona go back to Mexico. France gets the the property from the Louisiana Purchase back, which is pretty much just a strip of the country from Louisiana all the way up to Michigan and North Dakota, which you think maybe they don't need that much. Maybe they only should have got maybe half of that. You could have given the rest the of the Native Americans. Americans in the Dakotas. And I know. Actually, they were all over the place. So really, they were everywhere. Give them more than Manhattan. 
I know. It's so, and Loveless is going to get the Pacific Northwest for himself, for Loveless Land. Oh. And, um, but it's pretty asinine. <laughs> but they all seem very intrigued by the fact that they're going to get all this territory back. Let alone the fact that there's a bunch of people that live here now that aren't going to answer to your government. But whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> Jim gets to the Wanderer. He finds that it's been ransacked and that all of his guns are missing. But he does find just enough of Gordon's inventions to scrape together an idea. Loveless tells Grant that everything his co-conspirators think, want this to be as legal as possible, because that makes sense in this movie. So Grant <laughs> is going to have to sign a surrender of the United States, which is only fitting because Grant was the one present at the surrender at Appomattox. And Grant is like, I told you, no, fuck off. And he's like, well, if you continue to defy me, then I'm just going to murder all your men. Starting right here with one Mr. Artemis Gordon. And Gordon is like, it's fine, I'm wearing an impermeable. And he says, I beg you, if you must kill me, shoot me in the heart. Shoot him in the head. And Lovelace is like, shoot him in the head. But just then. Crap, damn. (laughs) Just then. He's interrupted by Jim West's interpretive dance. Because <laughs> now he put on a costume. And you can't, he finally put on a costume. He dressed up in his best drag look as a belly dancer. Belly dancer. <laughs> and um, I wouldn't call this a dance. It must be only classified as interpretive dance because it is a loose collection of movements that could never be. A thing. Like, it's just it's terrible. It's, it's like the best thing and the worst thing that happens. So he... Uh, but he's like intentionally moving from person to person, person. to help them in some yeah. way. He's also cooing like a dove and clucking like yeah, a chicken. Yeah, makes weird You know, it reminds me of the cuckoo, cuckoo, ducky, From like, I mean, it's just like... He's like, yeah. I can't even do what he's doing. My mouth doesn't make those sounds. <laughs> but he passes lockets to Gordon. And Grant says, is she with us? And, and um, Coleman says, Captain West, sir. And then Rita goes, he's so graceful, which he's definitely not. No. <laughs> not at all. But, unfortunately, this is one of Gordon's costumes. So West accidentally turns on his flamethrower boobs. Darn it. Which gives the happens. gag up. Uh-huh. And um, chaos ensues. Loveless says, shoot him, shoot him, or her, I can't remember. <laughs> and um, Loveless manages to get Grant. Well, no, that's the problem. He keeps saying, she goes, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. And everyone's like, who? He's like, her, him, her. Like, they don't, everyone else doesn't get it for some reason. They don't realize that. He keeps saying, shoot him. And they're like, shoot him who? That veil he's wearing is pretty see-through. Yeah, it is. You can he's got see a beard. that yeah. he's got a beard. Yeah. I mean, there are ladies with beards, too. But, just saying, you can clearly see that dude looks like a lady. Yeah. Or a lady looks like yeah. a dude. <laughs> <laughs> but Loveless manages to get Grant... And gets away in the giant spider. And Gordon says, we're going to have to go go after them. Quick, let's get horses. And Wes says, no. No, Gordon. It's time to use one of your plants. Let's go back to that flying machine thing idea you had. Yeah. Yeah, let's not chase after the giant spider. And they managed to build a hang glider 
bicycle flying No, no, it's got a name. It's called the Air Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Air Jordan. Okay. <laughs> You're, put your phone down. Oh, it's your phone. I'm looking. I'm, I need it right now. Trust me. You, oh, was he trying to pop, pick a line or something? <laughs> I don't know. He stopped contributing to the podcast. And I just, just said the Air Gordon line. The Air Gordon line. It's, it's in the air. Look, see the bubble. <laughs> but Air Gordon doesn't describe anything. It's a hand glider with a motorized bicycle attached to the bottom that they then drive off a cliff, which manages to fly them. And Will Smith does ask but him what he's... Before they leave, what's his name? Gives them bombs. Yes. So they can bomb him. What's his name? Morgan? Col- Coleman. Coleman. Coleman gives them some handmade incendiary devices. And they're like, dude, where'd you learn to make that? And he's like, U.S. Marshal. The president sent me along in case you needed some help. So the whole time he was spying on them. Yes, but I will not defy gravity, so you're on your own. (laughs) Smart man. So they use the flying hang glider to follow Loveless, and they catch up with him. And um, so Loveless approaches a town and then says to Grant, sign or I'm going to destroy this town. And Grant again says, the U.S. does not negotiate with terrorists. Uh And then he proceeds to blow up the fucking town. Yeah. And he has like these fireball shooters. I guess they're supposed yeah. to be missiles, but they're not really missiles. It looks like cannon, but it shoots out what looks like a flaming ball of fire, mm-hmm. which then explodes when it hits the ground. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it is cannon because they're <laughs> like in uh, with trebuchets. Mm-hmm. They cut did. Your butt. Tree you mean cut your butt. <laughs> They did cover cannonballs in tar yeah. and then light them on fire. So that's what it looks like. They don't actually explode, so who knows what this is? Yeah, but it's much cooler than a trachebot. Yeah, it's a fire can. It's a fire. Yeah, it shoots fireballs. It's a fireball. <laughs> it's a spider fireball. Fireball. Yeah. Shoots. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. It's a Mm-mm-mm-mm. cannon that shoots fireballs like yeah. spiders have. It's cool. Yeah, because that's what spiders do. That's why they're so dangerous. <laughs> pretty much that's why, exactly. That's why you have to kill them whenever you see them or they burn no, your house you don't down. Kill spiders. I don't know. No, you have to. Or they'll burn your house down because they no. shoot fireballs. No, they eat the other little bugs in your house. Exactly. <laughs> they kill them with fire. <laughs> burn it, burn it with fire. I once found a spider. And I killed it, like stomped it, mm-hmm. and a bunch of little spiders were running out of it. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Yes. I kill all the little spiders. <laughs> that was in the living room. <laughs> Apparently, he didn't know. Let Elaine in on this. I thought he was kidding because I've seen videos on the internet where that happened, and I was very upset by it. But I didn't know that that was a real life truth. Hollywood you didn't know this was video. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a video John took. Oh, I didn't take a video. I was too busy doing my <laughs> But I'll never sleep again. Thanks. Um, that was so Weston Gordon, That was years ago. Weston Gordon appeared. Doesn't matter if it was <laughs> when we the day we first moved in. I'll never sleep again. <laughs> Weston Gordon appear and they drop incendiary bombs on the spider. The ladies immediately take to the machine to machine guns. And they take out the Air Gordon with gunfire. And it does crash into the Iron Spider. When it does, it knocks Munitia off the spider. And we can only assume she's dead because she doesn't have plat armor. And she just fell 60 to 80 feet. <laughs> true. It's Maybe true. it should be in WWW2. But West and Gordon managed But only to- half of her. Yeah. Weston Gordon managed to get on the spider, but it's not the observation deck that everybody else is on. It's downstairs in the mechanical room. But Loveless says it's a lot more racist shit and then tells Wes that this is where he's going to get a whooping. 
<laughs> and then West fights a henchman with knife hands and other assorted cyborg <laughs> men. Goes, what is this man doing to help this spider operate if he has knife, knife hands? hands. <laughs> How does he go to the bathroom? What is his job? Very, <laughs> very like, careful. Much like Edward's sister all right, look, First of all, How do you function? Everybody knows this guy's job in life is to make coleslaw. No, that's true. Nobody likes coleslaw that much. Coleslaw is gross. I like coleslaw. <laughs> you don't like it enough to have a knife hands, man, on, on hand all the time. You How often commit. do you think to yourself, man, I just really want some coleslaw? I wish I had knife hands. Whenever I have barbecue. Yeah, how often do you have barbecue? Not as often as I'd like. Oh. But thanks Which, to our fr- you could also chop up with your knife hands. True. But thanks to our friends at Mission Barbecue, I'll be going soon. That's true. We do have a gift card. But nice. we've been there. <laughs> but you don't work at Mission Barbecue. Therefore, you don't need a guy with knife hands. And nobody wants that much coleslaw because, again, <laughs> coleslaw is gross. <laughs> All right. Coleslaw hands. Gotcha. All right. But he's not the only one. There is also. What was the a, other one? There's three there's, of them, right? Okay, so there's, there's two the, guys. The Iron Man. There's five guys, all right? Burning so there's five. knife hands. There's two random henchmen that just have nails through their heads. That's right. Then there's a gentleman <laughs> who wields a shovel who's fucking hilarious. Go back, watch this again, and just Learn watch Shovel man. Guy's face. He's got crazy eyes down. And then there is a gentleman who seems to be made completely of metal. He's got that metal plate riveted to the top of his head, but everywhere that Will Smith hits seems to also be metal. Yes. So I'm pretty sure the only part of this dude that's not metal is his, his face. face. So he's Which Robocop. was probably ripped yeah. off an actual person and then put on this right. iron mannequin. Um, right. But eventually, Jim West wins because we all know... He's too cool to die. <laughs> he defeats all the Loveless cyborgs. decides that if you're gonna if you want something done right, you're gonna have to do it himself. Mm-hmm. And he lowers himself down into the belly of the beast. And mechanical legs emerge from his wheelchair. And not just two legs, but four, because everybody knows that what's better than two, four. <laughs> He's got three wheels on his wheelchair, or four legs. And there is a beat, and a beatdown commences. Gordon, upstairs, pulls a gun out of his sleeve because he took Jim West's advice and replaced a notebook with a gun. And then he shoots... The very small gun. (laughs) (laughs) So, Loveless is beating the shit out of Will Smith. And Gordon pulls out the gun and then shoots Loveless's hydraulics. Which pretty much makes his wheelchair his wheelchair legs non functional. Yeah. So he sinks down into the ground. So he's just now a torso on a tray. <laughs> which is very disturbing. <laughs> which, I just keep thinking about the voices, the heads on that we talked about how they should be on a plate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cause if it's not on a plate, you get blood everywhere. But this saves Jim West. However, the ladies then attack Gordon. Grant and Gordon put their chivalry to it to the test by beating up the ladies. <laughs> but now no one is driving. Gordon is really just dancing. That's true. But General Grant is beating up some ladies. He doesn't care. He's a man of action. He's President um, Grant, actually. But they President. But the president, sir, Mr. President. 
on the $50 bill. Mm-hmm. Um, 50 50. But because they then managed to Jackson's take care or murder all of the ladies, many of whom get thrown off the side. <laughs> Clearly, um, someone doesn't manage for cash. There's no one to drive the spider. Who's on the two? So, Jim, so the president mm-hmm. and Gordon must now figure out how to Frank drive an 80-foot tarantula. <laughs> Are you done? Yeah. We're, talk- <laughs> we're talking about who's on the currency. So uh, when too many of us and talk, Tony's fucking horrible. By you the know way. that when too many of us talk at once, Audra gets really annoyed. <laughs> I'm sorry, Audra. Who's on the five? Lincoln. There you go. One's <laughs> Washington. We there don't you see go. a lot of uh, high bills. <laughs> Tony didn't know who was on the twenty. I was like, Jackson, is he on the fifty? No, it's Grant. And then Jackson, I was like, I don't know. I don't do cash anymore. <laughs> do you not know who's on the ten? He was shot by Aaron Burr. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton? Thank you, Got Milk. Aaron Burr! That's the most informative commercial ever. So, knows the giant Hamilton. spider is about to walk itself off a cliff, and Grant and Gordon are desperately trying to stop it. And, <laughs> and by desperately, they're just pulling levers. But they do. As it starts to go over, manage to stop the spider. However, it tilts the main cabin, and Loveless and West fall out the side, only being saved from plummeting to their death just by the skin of their teeth because Loveless's wheelchair gets stuck. West is hanging off of Loveless, and Loveless starts talking shit. What a predicament we are in. <laughs> he says, on one hand, I really want to kill you and pull this here level will assure that... But on the other, on the other hand, hand, is the overwhelming love I have for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so he debates about, because if he pulls the lever, it will release the wheelchair, and no, they will plummet to their death. both fall to their death. But Will Smith then moves his hand up to the lever, and Loveless says, you're not going to do it, because inside you are yellow. Then he says, you may be dark as the night or on the outside, but inside you're yellow. Ain't you, boy? And he's like, Oof. fuck you. Which is terrible and racist, and Will Smith isn't that dark. No, he's <laughs> really not. He's not. It was funny. I mean, like, not funny, haha, but, like, funny, like, weird. Like, that's he's not even that dark. So Either way, he pulls it. He pulls the trigger, and they drop. But but not Will Smith because earlier Will Smith had strangled one of the henchmen with a chain and thrown him out, and Will Smith is able to grab onto his dead body and keep himself from plummeting to his death. Unlike Loveless, so then everything is fine again. <laughs> Grant reduces ceremony to join the railroad, and then tells West and Gordon that he's created a new agency devoted to protecting the president. It's a secret service. And he hands them badges as he tells them they're agents one and two. Now, he hands West his badge first and Gordon his badge second as he's saying this. So you would think that West is agent one and Gordon is agent two. But they do ask him who's one and who's two. And he's like, you can discuss it on your way to your next assignment. <laughs> this isn't how the secret service was created. No. We all know that. And then <laughs> I don't think we all do. The writers didn't them, know that. <laughs> He tells them that he'll see them back in Washington and takes off on the Wanderer. And they're like, dude, that's our train. And he's like, well, you blew up my fucking train. No, no, you let Loveless blow up mine, so I'm taking yours. So I'm taking yours. Well, could we all just not ride the same train? I know, right? But, no. I can protect you if I'm on the same fucking train as you. (laughs) You made the Secret Service and you immediately leave us. (laughs) Like, what? I don't want to spend any more time with Jim Reston and Artemis Gordon. Thank you very much. 
But Rita then approaches and thanks them for everything and intel and introduces them to Professor Escobar, who turns out to be not her father, but her husband. Bitch. Which they're very sad because they both thought they had a chance here and they never had a chance. Well, she was a breath of fresh ass. <laughs> <laughs> then we see Gordon and West heading off into the sunset back to Washington, D.C., driving what's that? A giant, a giant fucking, fucking spider. spider. Yeah. Which, of course you would. Why would you want to take the wanderer back when you could take the giant fucking spider? Because it moves 10 miles an hour and you're going to starve to death <laughs> waiting for this thing from Utah to, where are you going? Ohio? Washington. Washington? It yeah. can't, it's got to move faster than 10 miles an it hour. It doesn't look like it does. It doesn't move very fast. I don't know. It's go to the next town awesome. and get food. Be like, we like some go. food. There you go. They're going to give you food. <laughs> I hope so. Or they're going to catch we some We won't hurt balls. you if you give us food. But <laughs> that, my friend. By the way, we're is the, is the, look at, look at, wow. That, my friend, is wild. the Look at wild, wild west. West, Tony. Jim West. What Desperado. Oh. Um, you don't want nada. Let's see. Favorite character was Will Nope, uh, Kevin Nope. Uh, I thought okay. Tell us <laughs> your thoughts. What? It's Doctor Arliss. Now, mm. I know he's gonna or or yeah. The, the murdering psychopath yes. is your favorite character. When- Only because I thought, despite this movie being ridiculous, what's his name committing to this was impressive. <laughs> for Will Smith, this is a normal movie for him. He does weird ass shit. Kevin, I don't know what the hell he's doing in this movie, but <laughs> Kenneth Branagh, he committed the shit out of this movie. It, just his facial hair alone. <laughs> he has like a mustache beard thing going on that I've never seen before, so I picked him, I picked him for my favorite character. You picked the bad guy yeah. when you yell at us all I know, the time I know. not picking the bad guy as our least favorite character. I know. Mm, okay. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. My least favorite character is Rita, because she sucks. She does suck. Favorite scene is when they use Da Vinci's glider to fly over the mechanical spider and drop bombs on it. And I said, and I wrote, yes, I wrote that. <laughs> I never thought I would say that. Mm-hmm. Favorite line is when the aforementioned coleslaw slinger is fighting Will Smith and beating him up. And finally, Will Smith says, no more, Mr. Knife Guy. He kicks him off the fucking spider. That's a terrible pun, but I can see why you like it. It, was, it like, was awesome. That's the funniest part of this movie. <laughs> My favorite tertiary object is the hypno belt. Huh. Although it bothers me that it's his belt. It's a little weird. Um, <laughs> so, the, um, well, it's the only place it can hide something that big on that dress. I suppose. Alright, so this movie's poop. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm going to name this movie. Aw. It's, uh, it just tries too hard, and I don't know. It's, it's just a mess. Like, there's definitely cool parts of it, and there's definitely fun parts of it, and you could see how you could get a cool movie out of this if you move some stuff around, but it's just kind of a mess. So, sorry. Okay. Hurtful. Carly. Oh, my favorite character is Coleman, our okay. train driver. I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> he was a big part. Really? Even though okay. he was the one with the horrific gay panic. Well. Okay. I, <laughs> I mean, it's 1800s, right? Saying, gay panic is never okay. My least favorite character is Gordon. I just felt like as confident or arrogant as he was... His inventions kind of fucked up just as often as they were successful. And whenever he was like, uh, we're going to do it my way, it just, I don't know. I felt like, especially from the beginning, just 
the whole time. Like, his way wasn't always... They both were like that. Their way wasn't always the best No, I feel like... I think his stuff... No, no, this is her opinion. I'm arguing. Yes, you're right. But anyway, I just didn't feel like... And then he kept getting distracted by Rita, and I just felt like... I, I wanted a little more from his character. My favorite line was your pocket. Why wasn't it in some spring-loaded contraption that shoots out your ass? Because that's the first place Lovelace would have looked. My favorite scene was in the beginning, the fight scene when he falls out of the water tower, where she's dropping bits of his you clothes. You like his balls? No, no. <laughs> like and she drops the hat. Yeah. She likes the she likes, beans. She likes Jesse Jeff and the Fresh Prince. He's fighting, and it kind of establishes him as this, like, cool guy, badass character. Interesting. Um, and my favorite tertiary object was the steampunky decorated house they had the party at. With, I guess it's Lovelace's house. I guess. Probably. <laughs> I'm talking about the one that had the... People in the pictures? Yes. Okay. Mm. The whole like, house. The, the big it mansion. Was, every room we went, some of the rooms have like tufted leather walls. And yeah, it was know, pretty bad. The windows were cool. It was just a I'm cool curious set. next part. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do the yay, nay, maybe. Yes, I'm going to maybe this week. Ooh, a maybe. Okay. I'm intrigued I and I like it. didn't laugh. Like, it's supposed to be <laughs> Wait a minute, funny. You didn't laugh? I know. And this is the... Traditional uh, comedies don't work for me because I watched the whole movie and Tony goes, "You know this is a comedy. You haven't laughed once." <laughs> you laughed just there. Uh, <laughs> couldn't get a but sentence. I out. just okay. like wow. I enjoyed the antics and the steampunk vibes, <laughs> and it doesn't bother me super super a lot when the physics and shit don't work. I'm able to just accept that. To spend. It's this a movie and whatever, but. Uh, I it it just wasn't like it was interesting, but it wasn't funny for me. So okay, <laughs> John. My favorite character is Gordon. Okay. Because <laughs> because he's a out the box kind of thinker, mm-hmm. and my least favorite character is West. <laughs> because he's not an out the box. That character. motherfucker didn't do anything right the whole goddamn movie, except. When he was fighting underneath in the belly of the spider, mm-hmm. he finally got something right. Way to go. Um, my favorite scene is hold, feel my breast. And it's full of buckwheat, and he's like, no. And then Will Smith fills up water and goes, now feel my breast. That scene's comedy gold. And if you didn't laugh at that, I'm sorry, Carla. <laughs> um, my favorite line is a tough one. But I went with... In my, where I'm from, Georgia, Africa, <laughs> Georgia. we communicate with drums. So me hitting on a boobies was just saying, hi, I'm Jim. How's your mama? <laughs> Would you laugh now? You didn't laugh then? That's funny. No, I didn't. My delivery is better than most When kids. the guy goes Georgia and he says Africa and looks so disgusted, it makes me laugh every time. But my name's Jim. How's your mama? That's my favorite line. And my favorite tertiary object that's a tough one because there's so many things to choose from. I'm going to go with the train, the, the Wanderer, because it's got a bunch of cool shit in it. It's got a bunch of cool shit in it. And I gave this a lot of thought. Mm-hmm. And I think if you watch this movie every once in a while, it's a yay. But if you watch it more than once a 
every two three years that's gonna be a, a <laughs> like don't don't so overdo it so you're a yay i'm a yay with a warning i'm a, I'm a yay with conditions okay. i'm gonna take it because if you didn't yay this movie i was gonna be mad especially since you voluntarily just watched it <laughs> she does have you there yeah that's why i didn't watch it again because if i watched it again i didn't i went in kind of cold here i went lukewarm because, <laughs> fond, fond memories of a, a long past time. <laughs> I watched it two weeks ago, and if I watched it again, I would not have enjoyed it. <laughs> They're like, man, this movie's not as good. All right. So it's got conditions. Okay, I'll take those. I'll put a little asterisk next to your name. There you go. <laughs> All right. So my favorite character is Gordon. There you go. I think his inventions do work, and I think his plans are good. However, he and he does get distracted by Rita, and it is annoying. But on the whole, I think his shit works. My least favorite character is Rita. She muddies up the plot and doesn't need to be there. They could have gotten the information from other sources and it would have worked just as well. She's my least favorite tertiary object. Selma Hayek is a fine actress, but I just think she needs to pick better stuff. I remember hearing uh, Will, or, uh, Kevin Smith talk about it because she almost didn't get to do this mm-hmm. movie because of dogma. You're like, yeah. she's going to dogma. But then she came on and said of dogma and she was like, oh my God, Kevin, I'm in this big Will Smith movie. It's going to be so great. And he's like, oh, all right. And then he was like, oh, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, because... Kev- she was much better in dogma. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, my dogma. I don't think you can Okay, so... <laughs> favorite character, least favorite character. I bet you would My favorite yeah. scene is when... West and Gordon get to Loveless's town in Spider Canyon, and we see the first appearance of the giant fucking spider because it's hilarious. It's just really, really funny and amazing, and you wonder how are they going to do a giant fucking spider, but by some miracle of God, they managed to pull it off, and it doesn't look the it, it fits in with the rest of the movie, and it doesn't look super cheap. Like, all the effects are pretty good, like, on the inventions and stuff like Especially that. Especially for its time. So... It's supposed to be the 90s. Yeah, 90s. My favorite 90s. line yeah. is... Is... <laughs> is... Turn, frantically turn... Okay. So, um... Is... You know, Gordon, I think you underestimate the convenience of a pocket. <laughs> when you had to fucking write that down and go back to look for it, I wanted to get it correct. Oh god! Uh-huh. It, I just think it's a really fun line, especially I since like a paragraph. Especially since um, women get shitty ass pockets in their clothes. That's true. Mm-hmm. If any, and men get great pockets. Yeah, they do. So <laughs> it kind of it makes me laugh that um, they. Uh, that that's that lines in there. There you go. My favorite tertiary object is the people paintings <laughs> because I love them. <laughs> and I've seen other movies with people paintings in them, and they're always just such a great fun thing. <laughs> um, I'm gonna yay this movie. It has problems. It, mm-hmm. but it's very lighthearted and it's fun, and and you watch it and you're just like, that was a fun good time. What I had problem with was uh, I was trying to. F- I didn't spend a lot of time on it, but I was trying to think of why did this, to me, why did this movie not work, but The Three Musketeers did. Which, it's funny because they're very similar. Yeah. They take, right. they take a pretty classic story, and then they steampunk it up. Yeah. But that it's got to like be the, the script. I think, I think this one tries too hard, in my opinion. I really think that the problem with this movie is that it stars Will Smith. Whoa. 
And not because Will Smith didn't do a good job with what he was given. And I think they all did the best they could. But the script had to be rewritten so many times, I think, to make the fact that one of the main characters is a black man in this time period, that it really muddies the script up and takes a lot of the fun out of it. You said that already. Although I I appreciate this movie because he did this movie. He wasn't in The Matrix. <laughs> and I much prefer Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. Well, that's true. Keanu Reeves is excellent in yeah. The Matrix. Keanu yeah. Reeves is excellent in pretty much everything, despite people thinking he can't actually act. Whoa. Point break. He was great in that. He's excellent in just about everything we he's ever done. We were going to watch that last night. The only movie I've ever it seen where Keanu Reeves is terrible is Dracula. <laughs> See our episode on Dracula. <laughs> All right, Carly, we're down. Oh, please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on Twitter at Podcast on Instagram at Podcast Dogs. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. How do you feel about this movie? And uh, this song is good too. I don't know why people hate on this song. It is a good song. Okay. Anyway. And tune in next week on this podcast. It's oh, it's my pick, actually. Oh, for John? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm pointing at him. Sorry. Tony's looking at me like, motherfucker, say like, something. Is my pick on no. uh, Do you want to skip him? No, no. We don't know what he's picking. It could be good. That's what right. are you picking? I'm finally going to have you guys drag Netflix up <laughs> and type in your little search engine, Six Underground. Oh, cool. Six Underground? Mm-hmm. It's a like new- the number? Yeah, it's a new movie starring Ryan Reynolds. Now we've all done Ryan Reynolds movies. What? Did I do a Ryan Reynolds movie? Yes. Oh, no, I did. I forgot about. Why did I forget about that? After last, <laughs> I, have some, I have some answers. So last week you said I had to do Dracula three so we all did Ryan Reynolds movies. Mm-hmm. I went through his IMDb and I was like, let me see if I can pick one something in here. Should did you watch hard. this recently? I watched <laughs> half of it. I watched half of it, but then I had to leave, so I don't know how Wait, it ends. Is this the one where he's the bodyguard? No. No. That's a good movie. I still didn't pick that. <laughs> that's called the Hitman's Bodyguard. And that's a good movie. Why are we doing that? Because we're doing this one, Six Underground. Man, the Hitman's Bodyguard is really funny. You've never seen this. You don't even know if you like it or not. You're already shitting on it. Is he Deadpool? 